not your friend. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. is safely underway here on this Wednesday. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. David Till, one Hall of Famer, and about half an hour joining us now for the first time here in the new year. Also a Hall of Famer, the voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth. It's time for the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. Happy New Year, my friend. Good morning to you and Happy New Year to you and everyone listening. What a great show we have today. We have a half hour packed we do. of cool things today. A lot a great of great trivia question. We'll be giving away some tickets to tonight's Tech Clemson game. Mm-hmm. And then I think... Now, I'm not objective on this, Rick, but I think we've got the <laughs> best, one of the best, NRV Heart Clinic top threes we've ever had Ooh. at the end of today's show. Love it. Love it. That's high praise because that's always my favorite segment. So. It is your favorite, <laughs> yeah. So we do this for you. But yeah, we're giving away a couple of tickets to tonight's uh, Tech Clemson men's basketball game. It starts at 9 o'clock at Castle. Huge game. It is. Hokies have dropped a couple, right? Got to get back on track. And hey, the ACC standings are crazy. They are. And, after Pittsburgh's win last night over UVA, Pitt is 4-0. Who had that? Nobody. Pitt is 4-0 <laughs> with back-to-back wins over North Carolina and UVA. And Clemson is 3-0. Miami's 4-0, too. Those, that's the top of the league mm-hmm. as of today. Miami, Clemson, and Pitt. <laughs> I didn't have that no, trio, no, unbeaten no. trio here on first week in January. But that's what we've got. And uh, so we'll talk about that coming up in a bit, too. Well, uh, let's lead off with what is the biggest and most important story uh, in the sporting world and beyond this week. And that's what happened Monday night to uh, DeMar Hamlin, who is still fighting uh, a somewhat encouraging update from his uncle late last night. So we just keep our, uh, our hopes and our thoughts and our prayers with him and the family right now. Absolutely. It's such a tough situation. And it's 
You know, it reminds us, as so many people have talked about, that sometimes it is easy to forget the human element of sports. And uh, I think everyone understands that uh, football is violent. And you know what happened, evidently, to, to Hamlin? Um, it, it hap- Very similar incident happened in an American football league game two years ago, three years ago, AFL game. Right. And uh, you've got to credit the... Uh, University of Cincinnati medical staff. First of all, the people at the stadium yes. got to him and what his uncle said, he was resuscitated twice, once right. on the field and then later at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they've done an amazing job. I just hope the kid comes back. His story is great. It's so traumatic for his family, for the fans who were at the game. I spoke last night with the Cincinnati broadcaster, Dan Hort, who's a good friend of mine. And, you know, this is something that you, you hope – Obviously, never happens, but you have to prepare for it almost mentally. Like someday, whether it's a, a knee injury or a neck injury or something catastrophic like this, as an announcer, what will you say? Mm-hmm. What is the right delicacy to say as a broadcaster? And I thought the folks at ESPN did an amazing job in the booth, in the studio, and then after uh, with Scott Van Pelt uh, the other night. They did a great job. It was a master class in how to handle it. We'll actually go back during the course of this upcoming semester and look once this story uh, reaches its conclusion, and gosh, I hope there's a happy ending I know, for DeMar. I, know. I think we'll go back at some point, maybe in February or March, and, and, and look at how it was covered. There were certainly some insensitive tweets on yes. social media from yes. some media people. So how to handle that? How do you, how do you how to handle it? And one of the assignments that we actually do in the Sports J class, Rick, is you're covering a sporting event and a news story breaks out. Yes, they're not going to send someone else to the stadium. You have to come. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to know more about sports. We actually go through, you're at a game, an NC State football game, and there's a tornado coming, and they have to clear the stadium, and the game is canceled. They're not going to call in someone else to interview the sheriff. You're there. You have to report on it. Um, and so we, we go back through all these different things that happen. You're covering a game. You're focused on the game. And then without warning, a major national news story happens while you're at the game. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to end up being a great setup for your for your youngsters to learn, right? To see this happen, just so you know, in their memories and so forth. And I don't know how we prevent it, right? I yeah. mean, it's such a fluke injury. It is. And, it and, is. And, uh, but it's a violent game, so let's just all keep praying for him. Well said. Hey, uh, getting back to the game tonight over at Castle, um, Clemson. Of course, they had the uh, the game last year in New York City that was such a thrilling game. They have. Hunter Tyson, who's been so good for them. I mean, there's some good players lining up. We hope Tech gets a little healthier tonight. We won't know probably mm-hmm. until game time. But this game has turned into one of those that when you look now, Tech and Clemson's built up a pretty good rivalry the last couple of years. Yeah, and even going back over the last decade or longer, they've always played these incredibly close games mm-hmm. where a team comes back in the final couple of seconds. Yeah, remember Clemson won at Castle at the end of the year. That's right. Year. That's right. And uh, But the game in New York was a thriller. Darius Maddox at the game-winning three. If he doesn't make that shot against Clemson in the opening round of the ACC tournament, the Hokies never win it, right? Right. Obviously. But, uh, but you mentioned P.J. Hall. You know, he's he, he's tough for the Hokies. Tech's got to be physical tonight. Clemson's a really good three-point shooting team. They're tops in the league, uh, 39%. You mentioned Tyson. He had a monster game against NC State. He had 31 points and 15 rebounds. Mm. So, um, you know, they've won three in a row. They've won seven of eight. Hokies are on a little bit of a slide here, so they've got to bounce back tonight. I think getting Hunter Couture back, if he can play, would be huge. You know, he's a what they're telling us is a game-time decision. 
But I know the Hokies, you know, they're sitting there in 10th place in the league at the moment. And, and you certainly don't want to be one and three with a home right, loss. Right, right. So um, I, I, know, I know Coach Young and the guys will play as hard as they can tonight. But as you mentioned, it's a, it's a huge game for Clemson. You know, their, their record's good, but I don't know that they've been tested like they will be tonight. Yes. What makes Castle so tough? What makes Castle so tough? You were there so many years. I mean, that's such a, that environment's just incredible to try to get a win. It's so hard. Yeah, the student section is right on top of the visitor's bench. The stands are very steep. Yeah. And that was the whole design of the building. I vividly remember my, when I first came to Tech in the late 80s, Rick, um, one of the things I tried to do is, is – is, I mean, I was a dumb little 20-something. And <laughs> I'm, I tried to talk with as many people as I could. I went down to Richmond, and I met Chuck Nell, who was the former coach at Virginia Tech and then later at South Carolina and VCU. And he got into the radio business, and he actually hosted George Welsh and Sonny uh, – Terry Holland, Terry Holland's radio shows for UVA, but he coached at Tech, and he was at Tech when they designed Castle, and that's one of the things that he insisted on. I want this to be a pit. I want this to be a really, really challenging place because we're going to put the core cadets right here and there. Of course, times have changed, and, and there's civilians at Virginia Tech now, right? Mm-hmm. Going back. That wasn't the case back in the late 50s and early 60s, right? Right, um, right. But uh, he, he wanted it to be really intimidating for the visiting team and he went through that whole thing about how he did it and and it was uh, remarkable at its time you know castle was the first facility in the commonwealth of virginia to host ncaa tournament games it was so unique so there's a trivia question i bet that you. is a good trivia question what was yeah. the first arena in in the commonwealth of virginia to host yeah. an ncaa tournament game that's really good castle okay well there you go See if Clemson's got what it takes tonight. We'll see. Hey, uh, the national semifinals. Uh, we were all over TCU, baby. We got it. We got it right. <laughs> what did you think of the two games? Tremendous football games. We were rewarded finally with good semifinals. Loved to say the least. it. How good is the playoff going to be when it expands? Oh, further, right? I love. I know. I can't wait. Twenty-one and a half. Almost twenty-two million people watched the the, the semis. Isn't that amazing? It really is. It really. I'll put is. that in perspective, right? So, like the World Series and the NBA Finals, maybe get twelve million viewers. Right. 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 The final four does a, bit, a little bit better than that, depending on the year, but usually maxes out at like 16 mm-hmm. million. Oh. TCU, Michigan, 21 oh. and a half. Georgia, <laughs> Ohio State, 22. Like, that's just the, the fans spoke, the kids, the teams delivered. And, and again, ESPN did a great job of, of, of that doubleheader. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, TCU was legit, man. They, yes. And they are legit. They are we legit. We talked about jersey bias. Right, week, we did. Yes. If those jerseys said Oklahoma, you wouldn't you wouldn't think this is going to be an upset on That's on exactly the field. right. They handled Michigan okay, right? Yeah. They moved the ball on Michigan. No doubt. At will. Yeah. yeah. And their defense messed with them, particularly in the first half. It took them a while to figure that out. And you've I got. That, I don't know that Michigan offensively. The, yeah, yeah. They weren't quite ready for that three-three-five. No, they were not. They were not. And you've got a connection to TCU, Georgia, right? You were there for the Liberty Bowl in 2016, calling the with, game with my analyst Al Grow. <laughs> oh, really? ESPN, oh, that's awesome. Coach Grow did sideline that we were on ESPN 2016. That's awesome. TCU played Georgia, and. Of course, none of the players that were there are, are the same. I mean, the Bulldogs had well, right, right. that iconic tailback duo of Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. Remember those guys? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine having them at the same time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but here's what I remember about the game <clears throat> leading into it. I remember we met with the Georgia coaches at their hotel. Shane Beamer was on the UGA staff, right. by the way, right. at that point. So I remember meeting with Shane and 
Emily and the kids at the at the, at the uh, Peabody Hotel, and then we went in and we met with Kirby, and you know, you visit for about an hour with the coach, and about half of it's on the record and half of it's not, and then. But I remember vividly one thing he said, Rick. He says, we have everything we need at Georgia to win the national championship. We have everything in place. We have enough players in the state. We have the best facilities. We have the best fans. We have the best support. He says, now, everybody in the SEC can probably say that. But he says, I think my players in the state of Georgia, this is, this is Kirby Smartin, 16. Mm-hmm. We can do this at Georgia. They hadn't done it yet. Remember, right. they just made the coaching That's change, right. Coach Rick. He said, we can be Alabama at Georgia. And you look now, Georgia's got 44 players in the NFL. Mm, crazy. Yeah. He so was right. He did it. He did it. He did it. Well, coming up, we're going to have the SMA update, the first one here in the new year from Bill. Also, now, we're going to have trivia. Pay attention, folks, because this is it. Our last pair of tickets. We've got Clemson, Virginia Tech tickets for tonight. That's coming up as the Roth Report rolls on here on this hump day Wednesday edition. Stay with us. Don't go away. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. The Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors is doing more ticket giveaways for Hokie women's basketball. Four tickets will be given for each game for Wake Forest, Florida State, and NC State. Check Hokiesports.com for details. Listen to Big Dog on January the 18th during the Roth Report for your chance to win. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda remind you to go Hokies. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine. Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. It is the Roth Report here on BDST, the first SMA update of 2023, William. Yes, I know school starts in less than two weeks. Our students will be back two weeks from yesterday. But you know what our SMA kids are doing? One group's getting ready to go down to Coral Gables to do a women's game. Another is ready to go to Syracuse for a men's game. You know how far Coral Gables is? Now, how far? Yeah, how far is that from here? It's a long drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good point. Syracuse is the short trip. It's like nine hours, but it's just right up eighty-one. Right, right, and get right to it. The Carrier Dome, which is now the JMA Wireless Dome, okay, sits right on I eighty-one. Oh, perfect. Okay, I didn't realize that. Now, I would say to you, you can't get lost. We've had kids get lost making that drive. <laughs> well, I thought there was a shortcut in Wilkes-Barre. No. <laughs> Professor Roth, I'm lost. <laughs> 81 north to, the, to the, the, the dome. That's it. And then 81 uh, south to Blacksburg. It ain't hard. But anyway, I'm so excited. And again, uh, you know, their effort, I always thank the other teams for letting our students come into the games. And SU and Miami are going to do that here for our students much like we will for Clemson's student media tonight mm-hmm. if it has any for the game. Um, by the way, the Tech women play tomorrow night. Our kids have the men and the women's game the next That's right. Nights. Even That's though right. it's break, our, our students will be there 
in person covering the game. You can follow their uh, their coverage. Um, well, the best way to do it is just on the social media side of things, on uh, Twitter, 3304 Sports on Twitter. You can see our students. They were at Wake Forest last week covering the men's game, and they do such a really exciting job for it. For me, I'm, I'm really psyched at their, their passion. I love the fact they get that kind of experience. So valuable, so valuable. Press room food, you don't need <laughs> Well, that's true. That that's very true. In a dining hall, Rick. <laughs> All right, uh, we mentioned it now, and uh, again, uh, we want to thank uh, Louise Baker. She's helped us out with these tickets. It's been terrific, and now we're going to have trivia from Bill Roth for you to answer at 639-4900 to win the tickets for tonight's game. This is courtesy of the Baker team, Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda. Mm-hmm. The Baker team. Here is today's trivia question for two, and I'm not talking, this game's sold out, and we have great tickets for tonight. Yes, yes. Really good tickets. Okay. Here's today's trivia question. The Hokies' Hunter Couture is currently ninth all-time in career three-pointers made in Virginia Tech history. Okay. He became the ninth Hokie to reach 200 uh, at Boston College in the Hokies' last game. But the question is, Hunter is ninth. Who is Virginia Tech's all-time leader in three-pointers made? Ooh. Who's number one on the list? He's made more three-point field goals than anyone else in Virginia Tech basketball History. Wow. Men's basketball. Wow. Who is he? Okay, so we're looking for Tech's all time three point leader and three points made. 639 4900. Call us up. You want to go see the game tonight? Bill mentioned it's sold out. It's on the ACC network late, but you want to be part of that environment. I think we're on ESPNU tonight. Oh, Anish. it's right. You're right. It's on yeah, ESPNU. Anish is doing the game. We, Anish okay. was, we did the uh, Duke, Duke's uh, Mayo Bowl together last week, and he said he was going to be up here. They live in Charlotte. Oh, okay. And his wife, and he's going to drive up. Nice thing about a nine o'clock game for him and Bly, he could he he doesn't have to leave Charlotte till uh, today. <laughs> that's right? right. Yeah, that's true. He can be up in time, leave at noon, be in Blacksburg for the shoot arounds, and it's a late night. It is a late uh, night. It is a late night. But again, uh, we're looking for Tech's all-time leader in made three balls. Hunter is ninth. Who's the all-time leader? Six three nine forty nine hundred. And uh, the phone calls are coming in. We had a couple people call, and they hung up immediately. So uh, here we go. Let's go to the uh, the Baker team hotline and see uh, if we have a correct guess. Hey, good morning. Who's this? This is Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Do you know the answer? We're looking for the guy who has made the most threes in Virginia Tech basketball history. Eric Green. No. Is that right, Bill? No. No. Not Eric Green. Call us back, though. Great answer, though. Very good answer. That is a very good guess. Not Eric Green. Again, we're looking for the player who's made the most threes in Virginia Tech basketball history. Not percentage, but all-time makes. Who is it? And it hasn't been, I guess, a hint for people. It hasn't been too long ago, right? Well, everyone was getting our trivia questions like on the first call. <laughs> they were. So they thought, were nailing it. Let's make this one. Let's add a little degree of difficulty today. Okay. It, it, this is this. Yeah, this is not like way back in the fifties. There was no three. <laughs> no, line, right? no. Yeah, this is a recent player, but it's not Eric Green, who was the ACC Player of the Year when he played for the Hokies. Right. Right. Six three nine forty nine hundred. Yeah, I, I loved watching Eric Green play. Six three nine forty nine hundred. Again, who's Tech's all time leader in made threes? If you get it right. You get to uh, you get to go to the game on us. It's sold out tonight. Now, don't send text messages. People are texting. These are only phone calls at six three nine forty nine hundred. Okay, six three nine forty nine hundred on the on the phone line, on the Baker Team hotline. 
Everyone, they're calling their friends. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Or that's they're looking probably. online. You know what a great, you can win You can win a drink from a friend or uh, an acquaintance. It's true, that's right. Is, is, is this true? This is, a, this, is a, this is a trick question, or at least a question that no one would get. Who, who made the first three-pointer in Virginia Tech basketball history? Oh, wow. Who made the first three-point field goal ever at, in Tech basketball history? And the answer is Del Curry. Mm-hmm. And people will push back like, no, there's no way because he, he graduated before the three-point shot right. was introduced. How? How could Del Curry, <laughs> who finished in 86, and the, and the line wasn't put on, what, till 88? Like, how is Del the guy that made the Hokies' first three-point shot? But he was. Do you know how, Rick? Did he get fouled on a jump shot? No. No? No. The Atlantic 10 was one of the leagues that had the experimental rule before the NCAA put it in. All right. right. There you go. And the home teams, the Hokies played a game at West Virginia when they were in the Atlantic 10. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. And Del Curry hit a three-pointer when it was an experimental rule. Okay. Good stuff. In Morgantown. Good stuff. And then the next year that we didn't have the line. That's right. And then the following year, everyone had it, right? All right, we've got another guest here on the Baker Team Hotline. You, 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 you'd win a fresco with that. Yeah, you would, definitely. All right, who's this? Good morning. Uh, this is Matt. Hey, Matt, who's the uh, all-time leader in Virginia Tech made threes? Uh, I'm going to guess Malcolm Delaney. Nope. Close. Another good close, guess. A teammate. A teammate. Yeah, there you go. There's our hint. Thanks. Call back. Call back. Wow. A teammate. Now, that must have been the other caller's guess because they hung up immediately. Oh. <laughs> All right, again, 639-4900. Who is Virginia Tech's all-time leader in made threes? If you want to go to the game tonight that is sold out, while we wait, why don't we go ahead and uh, – what's going to be your Baker team game of the week coming up this I, week? Uh, well, the college football playoff games are Monday, but I'm going to go with a really big game. You know, the NFL slots these games based on the big game, right? And they're going to have a basically a winner-go-home game Saturday night in the AFC South. That's right. Tennessee and Jacksonville. Um they're going to play a primetime game, and the winner wins the division. The winner is the division Good champ. Call. Good call. The loser likely misses the postseason. There, there's a mathematical way that Jacksonville could still make the playoff, right? But right. when's the last time – I mean, it, it's actually cool. It's like it's a really, in essence, a playoff game. It is. Tennessee and it Jacksonville, is. the winner is the division champ. The loser, if it's Tennessee for sure, but most likely the loser is out, out. completely. All right, phone lines are going nuts again. Here we go. Let's okay. go back to them. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Royal. Hey, Royal. How you doing? Uh, we're looking for the all-time uh, leader in made threes in tech history. Uh, is it A.D. Vasayo? Muy bien. You got it. <laughs> that is correct. That All is right. correct. All right, Royal. Congratulations, man. The game is sold out. So uh, you're going tonight uh, courtesy of uh, the Baker team. Great. Great. All right, just come by and get him at the station, man. We appreciate you. All right. All right. All right, we'll be over there. All right. Thanks. There you go. Thank you. Nice. There you go. There you go. A.D. Visayo made 267 three-point two goals in his career. That's the most at Virginia Tech. That's pretty good. And uh, <laughs> That's good. That's good. He would. He would. He was one of my favorite players, right? Yeah, I liked him, because too. Because he was Tough guy, uh, too. Tough, physical. He would fit in perfectly in this game tonight with Clemson. He liked shooting threes, but but now he'd get up and he'd jab you in the gut defensively, right? He was a tough dude. He was. He was. 
You, you know, he was a tough on ball defender. He didn't have great quickness, but physical. So, you know, BC was kind of a physical team. Pitt was a – and still is. The, the BC game last week. I mean, if, if there was a hack-and-whack kind of game, AD was a good guy to have he on was. your team. He was. Yeah. All right, time now for the NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. Three, two, one. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, what are we looking at for the top three before we I was out? thinking of you as I researched this and put it together. Our Heart Clinic Top 3 for today. Okay. Okay. So, um, we are going to crown a college football national championship coming up at SoFi Stadium on Monday night. Right. right? They had the Super Bowl there last year, and now this year we're having the college football playoff championship game. And I thought, well, what city has crowned the most college football champions. Ooh. And in researching this, it wasn't close, Rick. It wasn't close. So number three, the city that's third on the list mm-hmm. to have cr- where the national championship in college football was decided, number three, New Orleans. Okay. Some of the games were at the old Sugar Bowl. Right, right. A couple were on at Tulane's stadium, but then obviously the Superdome, right? Okay. Second, do you know who number two is? <sighs> Miami. Miami. I was going to say Miami would be number one. That's why I was waiting on Miami, but okay. Yeah, so Miami's, Miami's number, number two. two. So that would be the Orange Bowl and a Hard Rock Stadium. Okay. 29. Okay. All right. Okay. The city that has hosted the most national college football championship games with 43 43 and this will blow you away so almost half almost all college right over the last hundred years 43 of them ready yeah i am because i have no idea this los angeles really the rose bowl the rose the rose bowl has hosted 43 national championship games monday's game is actually going to be in they're calling it Inglewood, you know. SoFi Stadium is essentially at the end of the LAX runway. Right. I mean, it's yes. it's right. It's not in Pasadena, but the Rose Bowl has hosted forty-three national championship games. It's a good one, man. That's a good one. I would have had Miami number one. I would have too. And I yeah. looked at it. Alabama has won five national championships in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> right. That's crazy. You, but now, if you're an Alabama fan, you know this. Right. But with the, yeah, and the people, that's why they call the Rose Bowl America's Stadium. That's exactly right. And the Rose yeah. Bowl, because if there's a championship game to be played in college football, we decide it in Los let's Angeles. Go to Los, yeah, let's do it. But no one, no, I never thought about it. I didn't right? either. I didn't either. Uh, Alabama's gone to the Rose Bowl seven times. And in 1925, they beat Washington to win the national championship. And that was the game that, you know, changed college football yeah. in the South. Yeah. Here's a way for college football to be uh, – for Southern universities. Look, we just beat a pack, uh, a West Coast team in the Rose Bowl. We can be good in football right. in Alabama. Absolutely. Right? And then all the way back to their most recent Nick Saban championship out there. Remember when they beat uh, – they won the Rose Bowl, what, like yeah. four years ago? Right, right. So Good one. Yeah, Alabama has won five Rose Bowls for the national championship. That's a great but question. This will be the 44th, 44th college football championship decided in Los Angeles – even though it's technically right. Pasadena right. and Inglewood. But, uh, great. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I would have wild. never got it. And I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Well, great of stuff. All cities, right? I know, right? No, LA would not have come to mind for it me. It would not have come to no, mind. No. Great stuff, brother, as always. Happy New Year.
Happy New Year to you, pal. All right. There you go. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We will step out, take a break. We'll come back. David Teal joins us next. Stay with us.